Let's talk about money, government money, government money, uh, spending your money. The uh, We call it the COVID relief bill. There's an awful lot of other relief in this bill besides COVID relief. Our guest on the crosstalk from the Tea Party Patriots, Bill Pasco. Good morning. Thanks for talking with us. Good morning, Mike. How are you? I am. I'm hanging in there. We're uh, we're talking about trying to get kids back in school without uh, every single teacher and every single teacher's friend and neighbor getting the vaccine and uh, or and or alternate side parking in the winter. It's going to be 50s here uh, today and we still have alternate side parking. People are really mad. So those two things have attention of uh, lacrosse area residents this morning. How are you? <laughs> I'm I'm fine. I, I don't know anything about uh, about alternate side parking in lacrosse this morning, but I can tell you if you're looking for help reopening schools, don't be looking at this one point nine trillion dollar bill. Yeah. There's a there's an awful lot of money in here for schools. There's hundred and seventy billion dollars for K through twelve plus higher education. But that's coming on top of $82 billion that we just appropriated in the last coronavirus relief package back in December. They haven't begun to spend that. And here's the funny part. So, so we appropriated $82 billion in December. Uh, that was about seven days after the CDC came out with a study that said in order to virus-proof every school in the country, that is, if you, if you want to change the airflow systems, change the air conditioning systems, uh, if you want to hire new janitors, more janitors so that you can clean up more, that would cost $22 billion. Now, we, we appropriated almost four times as much money as that back in December, but that apparently isn't enough because we're going to appropriate another $170 billion in this package. It's it's just kind of mind-boggling. Yeah, it, but, but not terribly surprising, unfortunately. It's sad, but it's expected. There are always politicians hiding money for their bridge to nowhere, their bailout of a blue city that uh, refused to open up and then is surprised that people are leaving the city. And so we'll just we'll quietly shuffle you a pile of money and all of your supporters uh, will vote for you, vote for me, and we'll stay in office. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yep. Yep. You're, you're absolutely right. I mean, and right before you right before you had me come on, I, I heard you talking about government money. Keep in mind, government money is taxpayer money. Ultimately, this is this is our money. Um, you know, years and years ago, back in 2008, during the financial crisis, I was working for a, a candidate for Congress. I was helping him run his campaign. This was a guy who had made his money in financial management. He had a uh, he had a brokerage firm. And he had several billion dollars under management, and he knew what was going on in Wall Street. And he thought the he thought the bailout, the Wall Street bailout, was a terrible idea. And we said, well, let's get people on the phone. Let's do a teletown hall. You know, this is where you you sit down and you dial out to ten thousand numbers at a time. You get people on the phone, and then you can have a conversation with them, and they can ask questions. And so we spent about ten minutes walking through why this was a bad idea and why Wall Street banks needed to pay the price for the bad management decisions they had made. And, and he kept saying, you know, this is $700 billion of taxpayers' money. That's $700 billion of your money that they're going to spend to bail out banks that made bad decisions. Let's take some questions. And the very first question was from a, was, was from a woman who said, sir, I don't understand why they have to use taxpayer money. Why can't the government use its own money? And I thought, oh, my goodness. Oh, man. Oh, oh gosh, this is the level of, of knowledge that we're dealing with. She doesn't understand that government money – is taxpayer money and taxpayer money is government money where well uh, 
what 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 is even sadder to me is that politicians god bless every one of them have become really good at convincing you that they know better what to do with your money if you thank you for voting for me because i'm smart and compassionate and we have a lot of the same feelings about alternate side parking and and covid relief thank you and now keep giving me your money and i'll keep spending it for you because as you pointed out with your vote i'm smarter than you yeah yeah you're absolutely right um and, and here's here's the really terrible thing you know that was 13 years ago 2008 was 13 years ago and we were talking about 700 billion dollars and I, I saw steny hoyer over the weekend doing an interview the majority leader in the house the number two ranking democrat and he he was talking about 2008 the financial crisis and he remembered thinking at the time he said 700 billion dollars we're asking for 700 billion dollars he said you know we had never voted on a single piece of legislation that appropriated 700 billion dollars that was a huge amount of money back then and i'm thinking wow let's look at what we just did i mean we just did 900 billion dollars and and this week you're going to vote for 1.9 trillion dollars and guess what none of this is money that we have we don't have this money in the bank we're stealing this money. Don't and and don't listen to anybody who says we're borrowing this money. We're not borrowing. When you borrow something, you go to the owner and you ask, "Hey, can I borrow that? And I promise I'll pay you back later." And then the owner of the money gets to say yes or no. We're not going to our children and our children's children and asking them, "Do you mind if we borrow money from future generations so we can run up a tab right now? We'll pay you back later." Well, actually, you'll be the ones to pay yourselves back later. But yeah, nobody's but, even bothering to ask them. Nobody's talking about it that way. We're stealing. That's that's what it is. We're taking money without permission, and that's called stealing. And we ought to be honest, at least, about that. I haven't heard a great deal of conversation. I haven't heard enough to fully understand it. But why is this bill uh, based on a bunch of money this year and a bunch of money in future years and a bunch more money in future, future years? <laughs> because... The Democrats figured out, remember what Rahm Emanuel said, Barack Obama's first chief of staff, never let a crisis go to waste. They've they've got an opportunity now. They control the House, they control the Senate, they control the White House. Uh, They can use reconciliation if they can keep all the Democrats together. Now, they, they just did a very good job keeping the Democrats together in the House. They lost a couple of them. They lost two of them. Uh, But in the Senate, they can't, they can't afford to lose a single one. And they're still not exactly sure they're going to be, you know, they're going to have to take out the minimum wage increase provision, which has nothing to do with the pandemic, nothing to do with the coronavirus. That's been on the liberal wish list for years. But they're going to have to take that out because that runs afoul of the bird rule, one of the, one of the very big rules in the Senate when you're going to use the reconciliation process. There's some stuff that you can't do by reconciliation. And one of the things you can't do, according to the parliamentarian, is you can't force an increase in the minimum wage. You can do that on a standalone piece of legislation by itself, but that requires 60 votes to get to the floor. That's why they were trying to get it into the reconciliation bill. Uh, But the parliamentarians ruled, no, you can't do that in this bill. You'll have to do that elsewhere. So now they're going to have to change the bill at least somewhat. Uh, And and we'll have to see. 
whether or not they can get 50 votes. Yeah, well, we'll we got lots more to talk about with this. Reg- I'm, I'm curious. One more question, and then because I'm already late. Uh, is it even possible for a, a federal government to say, here's your money, state government, a local government, here's, and you have to spend it by this date? You mentioned before that there's $90 billion that hasn't even been spent yet, and we're borrowing more. Uh, how about spend what you have and then come back and we'll talk? Is that legal or is possible? It po- is, is it legal or possible? Yes. Is there the political will for it? That's the question. Uh, and and yeah. there, I'm not at all sure. Because I'm not at all sure that it makes sense for the Democrats. They, they want to keep state and local governments looking to Washington for help. And the way you do that is rather than shove all that big pile of money at once, uh, you dole it out, just like you would dole out an allowance to a, to a kid of yours. And it's a big uh, enough allowance that, uh, that people will still want to vote to keep that, that trough of money flowing. Bill Pasco, man, it's fascinating to talk to you. I wish we had more time. From the Tea Party uh, Patriots, keep an eye on this bill, ladies and gentlemen, because there is a ton more than money to help you at home feed your family. A ton.